0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين we're continuing with tasheel and we've reached the fifth hidayah and in the middle of this discussion Uh, of suluk and tasawuf and tazkiyah and the importance of a sheikh and so on and so forth, uh, you can say that Hakimul Ummah, rahimahullah, is trying to interject and make kind of like a jumla mu'taribah statement, a statement in between, uh, sort of unrelated, but related. And this specific hidayah, uh, is a clarification uh, and kind of like a statement made by Hakim al-Ummat that now after you have understood all of what has passed you know that whatever we talk about when we talk about tasawwuf and suluk uh, and spirituality or tazkiyah right this is only that which is mu'afiq and in accordance with the sharia, in accordance with the Qur'an and the sunnah, and anything other than that cannot be considered uh, in accordance with the Qur'an and the sunnah. And many controversial matters have been associated with Suluk, also known as tasawuf or tazkiyah, and unfortunately many proponents of Suluk have actually misrepresented it. People who consider themselves Sufi, people who consider themselves those who are representatives of tasawuf has actually misrepresented it. And because of this, you know, opponents have lodged severe unfair accusations against it, judging the entire whole from the beginning all the way to any manifestations of it, even if they might be, you know, from the salaf, from the, you know, original. They said, no, there is no uh, there is no portion in Islam for Sufism, Tasawwuf, Suluq, whatever you want to call it. And these are unfair and unacceptable because we've already established that, you know, spirituality or the botany aspect, the internal aspect of reformation of character, tazkiyatun nafs, this is part of deen. So Hakim ul uh, in this chapter uh, and his explanation deals with both of these groups and returns to moderation regarding sulu. Understanding that these two points mentioned by uh, Hazat tanwi that Suluq is fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala with the objective of seeking His pleasure, right? he clarifies many of the excesses and innovations done in the name of the he real He clarifies that these things are in reality not a part of the because they contradict the sharia. Also, the claims made by some against the sawwuf, discrediting in it in its entirety uh, is also baseless. Because as the, the core of suluk is, right? أن To do everything with the, with the intention of pleasing Allah subhanahu So, those who uh, do bid'at and say this is tasawuf is also incorrect. Because tasawuf can only be that which is in wafiq with the sharia. And those who completely discredit it as being bid'ah, is also baseless because the core of it, like we said, is complete implementation of the deen. And this can never be an innovation. So Shaykh, he says, Shari'a and Tariqah. The fifth Hidayah, Shari'a and Tariqah. You have now understood that the path of Suluq is the fulfillment of the commands of Allah. And its aim is acquiring the pleasure of Allah. Thus, it should now be clear that this path in no way conflicts with the Sharia. ما وافق من السلوك فهو صحيح، وما لا يوافقه فهو باطل. Anything which is in accordance with the Sharia is valid. suluk. right? How do we attain? You know, worshiping Allah as if you see Him, or worshiping Allah in a way that you recognize that He sees you. The method of attaining that. Is suluk and tasawuf and tazkiyah, and any of it which is in in, in accordance with the Sharia is valid. Anything which is not is not. Therefore, the ignorant claim made by many that Sharia and tariqah are completely separate entities is an absolutely baseless deception, because we already mentioned the Hadith of Jibril, where Jibreel a.s. comes and he says mal ehsan. The Prophet ﷺ told him, Ihsan is that you worship Allah as if you see Him. And if you cannot achieve that, then know that at least that He sees you. And then in the end of the hadith, the Prophet wasallam says, man ya Umar, qala, Daka atakum yuallimukum dinakum.' He came to teach you your deen. And part of deen is Ihsan. So for a person to say that this is not part um, of the Sharia or it is separate than the Sharia, it's completely it's an absolutely basis deception. Although this may have been surmised from some of the statements of a few of the awliya, the true meaning of those statements is not what the ignorant ones purport them to be. In other words, maybe some of the mashayikh or some of the Sufis of the past may have indicated that, right, shari'at is different, tariqat is different, but this is not the correct understanding. The correct meaning of such statements about sharia and tariqah being separate is that they are two separate branches of the same entity. For example, salat and salm are two separate actions that belong to the same entity that it of Islamic worship. So when they say that, if I say that salat is different and fasting is different, salat is a completely different thing from uh, fasting, obviously it means that these are two different Uh, branches of worship each one of them have their own masail however they are connected with the same tree which is the tree of Islam thus the separation between sharia and tariqah does not mean that they are mutually exclusive unrelated to one another uh, and and uh, you know this has its own rules and regulations for example people who tread Suluk right we're not people of salat we don't pray five times a day we don't fast we're not obliged to do these things because we make dhikr of allah ta'ala this is this is this is ignorance such assertions are devious fallacies and those people who do practice tasawwuf in such a way meaning you know i'm not a muslim but i'm a sufi right? there's no way that you can be a sufi which is a you know treading the correct path of tasawwuf sufi meaning alladhi huwa mushtaghilun bitazkiyat nafs right the person who is mushtagil the person who is occupied with tasqeet nafs right? you can say that i am not a muslim how can this be this is like like a, it's a it's a it's a paradox it is on this invalid basis that some ignoramuses claim that certain acts that are unlawful according to sharia are actually lawful according to tariqa Well, billah min right we seek refuge in allah from such a deviation Right? Oh, music is only not permitted in the Sharia, but it is permitted in tariqah. That's why we, you know, play qawwalis in order to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is unacceptable. This is completely unacceptable. And those people who practice such tasawuf, that tasawuf is, you know, has no part in the true tasawuf, which is the tasawuf of the salaf. To explain the distinction between Sharia and tariqah, it may be said that sharia is that branch of deen that deals with the external aspects of, 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 of Iman, right? Such as laws dealing with Salat, rules of fiqh, rules of fasting, while the tariqah deals with the laws pertaining to the heart. Sabr, Shukur, Tawakkul, right? Therefore, it should be understood that Sharia Tariqah are not opposites. Rather, they are two parts of the same body that deal with different subject matters. That is the external and the internal matters. From Hazatani's explanation above, some key points can be extracted. And that is, Sharia and tariqa comprise together comprise deen. And just like we explained in the Hadith of Jibreel, right? You have Islam, you have Iman, you have Ihsan. These are three departments of deen. Thus, in response to those who lodge accusations against the sawoof, it can be explained that not only is the or suluk not a bidah, it is not an innovation; it is actually fard, it is required. Right? right. Successful is the one who has done Tazkiyah and has purified himself of the uh, diseases of the heart. Right. And, you know, failure and destroyed is the one who has left his self defiled. For example, just like it is fard to pray, in accordance with Sharia, it is also fard to pray with sincerity in intention. And this is what tariqah focuses on. So salat focuses on the external fiqh, right? To make wudu, to face towards qibla, to be in a state of purity, uh, you know, that you're Taharatul Makan, Taharatul Badani, Anil Anjasi, Wal Ahdath, so that your body is pure from, and your clothes are pure from uh, external inter- internal impurities. Similarly, to pray with sincerity, to not pray with ostentation, to not pray with showing off, all of these are also part of the fiqh of Salat. So, Sharia deals with. The external aspect, Tariqah deals with the internal aspect. So for the acceptance of salat, just as we need the external fiqh of it, we need the internal fiqh for the validity of salat, Because we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Qur'an, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَأُونَ وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَعُونَ. Allah Ta'ala says, Woe upon those who pray doesn't mean that their prayer externally is not valid. Externally, they're praying their salat. They're facing towards qibla. They're making ruku and sujood. They probably have wudu. But Allah Ta'ala says, right? Hum an salatihim sahoon hum those who are unmindful of their prayer. Those who are praying ostentatiously. So we see that for the acceptance and the validity of salat, we need both things. Right. The external aspect of it, which is the wudu, the fiqh, the vahiri aspect of it, and the internal aspect of it, that your salat should not be, you know, have any uh, ostentation, it shouldn't be prayed with insincerity, and so on. This statement is not one to separate tariqah from sharia, rather, it is a reminder to not disregard the inner aspects of one's deen as well. May Allah Ta'ala give us the understanding of this Wa Akhir Dawan al Alhamdulillah